Hello and welcome to another episode of the Autos and Airways podcast. I am your host, Alex Shum, and today we have some cool stuff to talk about. Um, so first of all, the Gordon Murray Automotive T33, that's Gordon Murray's new, more affordable supercar. Uh, it's not affordable whatsoever, but it's still really, really cool. Um, what else is new? The new uh, Toyota Sequoia has been revealed. That is really cool. Uh, the new Kia EV6 is about to hit the U.S., market very very soon they announced pricing and uh, range and all that so that's going to be cool um oh the new ford bronco raptor that is very impressive um it's basically an f-150 raptor and a bronco and also uh, the bmw 8 series has had a facelift so that's uh, something to discuss as well so as always we'll start off with the cars and bids segment and today I chose something a little bit different. I chose, um, let's see. I chose this. This is a 2019 Lincoln Navigator L Black Label. So Lincoln Navigator, it got redesigned for the 2018 model year after about a decade of very minor changes. It's obviously based on the Ford Expedition, you know, full-size SUV, but this update when they gave it uh, the next generation back in 2018, and this is the second model year for that, it improved so much. So this one is the Yacht Club theme because it's the black label. So the black label is the top of the line model. So you get the Yacht, the yacht Club theme interior, which is blue to match the exterior. You know, the chroma crystal blue is a gorgeous color. It's uh, these are really, really, really nice. I think they look great from the outside, and the interior, uh, from personal experience, is truly fantastic. The quality is amazing. Um, the yacht club theme interior is not for me, uh, but it's a very interesting, you know, design. You know, I'm not a fan of blue leather, especially light blue, but it, I think it works really well with like the white. It's like a, instead of piano gloss black, it's piano gloss white, which actually looks very nice. And along with like the white micropiping and white stitching. Now these, since this is the black label, has Lincoln's perfect position 30-way power adjustable seats, which, yes, of course, you can adjust them however you want. But in my opinion, they're not very comfortable just because of the amount of adjustment that is in this. And as you can see, the seat cushion is not very thick. Um, but Hey, that's just my opinion. Also this one, since it is the black label, it gets a 20 speaker Revel Ultima sound system. In my opinion, one of the best in the auto industry, uh, I've you know, had some experience with the, the Revel system and the Lincolns and they are truly fantastic. Uh, they're, they're, they're really good. And in fact, I'm at the time of recording this, I am renovating my basement and I'm having a Revel sound system put into my house. So it, they're really good stuff. And if I say it's good, it's, you know, that's just my opinion. But I think I know it's good and bad. Um, powering this Navigator is a three and a half liter twin turbo EcoBoost engine. Makes 450 horsepower. Torque was, I don't even remember, but it was a lot. It was 510, 510 pound feet of torque. Through a 10 speed automatic transmission. Uh, interestingly, the transmission, as you can see here, is you use these buttons 
uh, kind of like piano keys, but not exactly my favorite uh, gear selector, but hey, it, 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 it's not as bad as it looks. But yeah, the Navigator is a, it's a fantastic car. The, it went from being just kind of crap to amazing with, with this generation. And also the grill lights, or not the grill, the Lincoln badge lights up at night, which is, you know, kind of pretentious. Mercedes does that as well, but it is kind of cool anyway. Um, but yeah, so that's the car I chose, the Lincoln Navigator L. So uh, I wanted to talk about the, this is really cool. So Gordon Murray, we all know him, designer of the McLaren F1, you know, designed F1 cars as well. Uh, just a legend in the... F1 world, the car world, just amazing. Everything he does is amazing. So, you know, last year he announced his T50 uh, supercar. Um, kind of, in the way, the spiritual successor to the McLaren F1. Well, he just announced a cheaper version. Uh, it's still not cheap. It's going to estimated 1.8 million US dollars. Um, it's called the T33. And it is gorgeous um i mean look at that how awesome does that look? it's clean it's simple it's elegant uh it still uses the same four liter cosworth v12 that's in the t50 um this one makes 607 horsepower at 10,500 rpm and 332 pound-feet of torque or 450 newton meters at 9,000 RPM. It has a red line of 11,100 RPM. And for drivability, um, 250 pound-feet of torque uh, is available at 2,500 RPM. So that's 339 newton meters. And that's 75% of the torque is available from just 2,500 RPM to help out with drivability. Um, of course, it's, it's, I mean, how cool is that thing? It's just, yeah, I would totally want one of those. Doesn't have the central driving position, but still. Um, and since Gordon Murray's all about having like a pure driving experience, this does not have adaptive dampers and it doesn't even have a rear anti-roll bar, um, which is interesting. Um, so you can get, so there's two transmissions available, obviously a six-speed manual, which is manufactured by Extrac out of the UK, and also Extrac manufactures the other transmission, which is a six-speed automated manual, which is known as the instant gear, 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 gear change, instant gear change system. Um, it's claimed to be the lightest uh, automated manual transmission in the world. It's 78 kilograms, which is quite interesting, but yeah, overall, I think this thing just looks fantastic. It really does. It's it's clean. It's simple. It's elegant. It's that's a Chevy Blazer, um, but yeah, it's you know very rich people are going to be very happy when they get these. It's just a, a stunningly stunningly beautiful uh, automobile. It really really is. So yeah, that's the Gordon Murray Automotive T33. Just, and it's also, of course, um, I forgot to mention, it is very light. Of course, it's a lightweight car. 
weighs 2,400 pounds or estimated 2,400 pounds, which is about 1,090 kilograms. But yeah, it's, it's going to be awesome. So the next car I want to talk about is the all new Toyota Sequoia, which is, you know, not sold in many places. It's manufactured here in the U.S. mainly for the U.S. market. I believe it's sold in like the Middle East as well. Um, might be sold in South America. I'm not, I'm not too sure. But for 2023, they finally, um, it finally enters a new generation. It's been the same since like 2008, maybe. I don't remember. It's been a long time since they, uh, the old one's been in production for well over a decade. Um, so now, obviously, it is based on the all-new Toyota Tundra pickup truck, which shares its platform with the Land Cruiser and the Lexus LX. So this is interesting. It is only available with the iForce Max engine, which is a 3.4-liter twin-turbo V6 hybrid. Makes 437 horsepower and 583 pound-feet of torque, or 790 newton meters. Um, you can get air springs and adaptive dampers. It can tow over nine thousand or up to nine thousand pounds or four thousand eighty kilograms, which is that's a lot. That's very impressive. Um, there's going to be different trim trim levels. There's the SR5, the Limited, the Platinum, TRD Pro, and then the top of the line Capstone, which is the one that we're looking at here. You can, uh, base models come with an eight-inch touchscreen. Uh, higher end ones come with a fourteen-inch screen and a twelve-point-three-inch digital gauge cluster. But overall, I think it looks really good. The grill is a bit smaller than it is on the pickups. Um, still quite big, but it's 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 it looks nice. It looks a hell of a lot nicer than the outgoing model, and the interior looks fantastic. I mean, it's got a big screen, but you still have all the physical, you know, controls for your HVAC and all that. Which, thank God, you know, Toyota does that right. And this, since this is the capstone, I mean, you got fancy leather, you got gorgeous wood all around. You have ambient lighting everywhere. I think the ambient lighting on the dashboard and the upper door panels look really cool. And I can't tell if the capstone logo here on the dashboard is illuminated or not. If that is, I think that would be pretty cool. Um, you know, like I said, big screen, you have all the latest safety tech, you can get a JBL sound system and it. it's overall a very interesting um, car and people that buy these keep them forever because they last forever. Um, I know a lot of people with Sequoias, the, with the outgoing one, and you know they buy them, they keep them forever, and they love them. Um, and I agree; I think they're really good cars. Um, but yeah, overall, I think this new one is going to sell very well. It certainly now is nice enough to compete with cars that it competes with. Um, you know, this competes with like a Tahoe or a short wheelbase. You know, Yukon the Suburban, or not the Suburban, or the Expedition, short wheelbase Expedition, and the new Jeep Wagoneer. So yeah, the, this is going to be, yeah, this is going to be a really good um, um, contender in this segment. So yeah, and it's going to start at around $50,000. Pricing has not been announced yet. So next, um, let's just real quick, uh, 2022 Kia EV6, um, they announced pricing for the U.S. market and all the trim levels and the, you know, different, uh, you know, battery and motor combinations in the EPA uh, estimated range. So, yeah, the Kia EV6 
is um, seems quite interesting. So it's a just going to hit the U.S. market within the next couple of weeks. Uh, I've heard a lot of really good things about it. Um, you know, you guys that know uh, one of our previous guests on the show, Tish Chatton, she thinks that this car is really, really good. She had really, really nice things to say about it. And a lot of the reviews um, are very similar. It's, it's gotten very good reviews. I think it's a decent looking car. It's certainly not ugly, but I don't think it's particularly great looking. Um, I think I would still, pr- I'd have to drive one, but I think I would still rather have the Ford Mach-E over this just in terms of, I'm almost positive the Mach-E is going to be a nicer, more dynamic driving experience than this, but you never know. So yeah, let's take a look here at the EV6. So like I said, it's going to be hitting U.S. dealers within the next couple of weeks. It starts at $42,115. It's about $1,500 more than the Hyundai Ioniq 5. And it goes all the way up to $57,115 for the top of the line uh, GT line trim with all-wheel drive. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a cool looking car. I think the back end looks, you know, I can see some Aston Martin DBX in the rear end. Um, interestingly, it comes with a, you can get a 14 speaker Meridian sound system. Very interested to give that a try because, um, Meridian is what I have in my Land Rover Defender. It's what I have in my Land Rover Discovery. Uh, Meridian was exclusive to JLR for a long time. They were also used in, uh, McLaren, uh, for a little while. And Meridian always makes really good stuff. They don't. They don't mess around with that. So I'm interested to hear how a Meridian sound system would be in a mainstream vehicle, even though this does not have a mainstream price. But yeah, I'm interested. So there's three different trim levels, which two of them just have very strange names. The base model is called the EV6 Lite. The mid-range model is called the EV6 Wind, and then the top of the line is the GT line, which is a normal name, and Key has been using that trim level for a long time now. Um, base model comes standard rear-wheel drive, 58-kilowatt-hour battery. It's 167 horsepower, and it can go 232 miles, according to the EPA. Not bad. 167 horsepower. That's not enough. Um, even though it's electric and you have the instant torque, that doesn't seem like enough. And then the wind and GT line trims get a 77.4 kilowatt hour battery, uh, 228 horsepower motor, still rear wheel drive, and a 310 mile EPA range. Or you can get this battery pack with all wheel drive. It's still the same 77.4 kilowatt hour battery. Uh, it bring it get the front motor, so it brings it up to 320 horsepower, and you get 274 miles of range according to the EPA. And like I said, it hits dealers within the next couple of weeks. What's really cool is as you can actually it can tow up to 2,300 pounds, or that's 1,090 uh, kilograms, or 1,040. I don't yeah yeah. You know, between 1,000 and 1,100 kilograms, which is actually pretty decent for something like this. Of course, your range is going to suffer, but yeah, it's it's yeah. I think the um the yacht blue color. I mean, of course, this is just CGI, but I think this looks the best. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to hit 
to see these hit the road. And I am going to definitely have to try this out once it arrives in dealers very, very soon. So yeah, that's the EV6. So next we have the all new 2022 Ford Bronco Raptor. So this is cool. Bronco Raptor is really cool. Starts at $70,000. It has a three liter EcoBoost V6 twin turbo, 400 horsepower, 415 pound feet of torque estimated. Um, it's the same engine that's in the um, Edge ST, or not the, the Explorer ST, sorry, um, Edge ST's crap. It's one of the worst new cars I've ever driven, actually. But yeah, three liter EcoBoost V6. It's got 37 inch tires, um, adaptive Fox shocks. Um, it, you know, it's, it has 3.1 inch diameter Fox shocks um, that come straight out of the F-150 Raptor. Um, so the approach, breakover, and departure angles have increased by three and a half degrees to four and a half degrees, depending on which one you're looking at. Uh, front wheel travel is 13 inches. Rear, rear wheel travel is 14 inches. Um, and there's 13.1 inches of ground clearance, which is a lot. That's 1.6 inches more than the Bronco with the Sasquatch package. And that's pretty high too. So, I mean, that's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's even more than my Defender. My Defender has 11.6 inches of ground clearance in off-road height. And it's also 8.6 inches wider than a normal Bronco because it has an upgraded uh, front and rear axles, still using independent front suspension. And those fender flares are just massive, overkill in my opinion. But this thing looks really, really freaking cool. Um, it is expensive. It's 70 grand. Um, I mean, you know, that's Defender money. And Defender is just a much nicer place to be. However, I would not want to take my Defender off-roading in a desert going 70 miles an hour. Um, but that's what this is made for. And it's cool. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty freaking cool. I would, I wouldn't buy one, but I totally get it i mean it's i understand why people would want this and i understand why people would pay money for this so yeah that is the bronco raptor and then we're going to wrap this up um it with the uh, all-new bmw 8 series which just got a minor facelift uh, for the 2023 model year so with that this is the new 8 series and you're looking at it like what did they change they didn't really change anything. Um, still, in my opinion, the best looking BMW they make right now. Um, it is a very beautiful car, even in person. It's 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 fantastic. The proportions are just right. In my opinion, I think the Grand Coupe is the best looking one. But again, that's just me. So what's new, you might ask. Um, it has an illuminated grill, which you can see uh, here. I mean, the X6 does that. It's just like, I don't, I don't get it. I think it's a bit, not a bit, it's very tacky, but yeah. Um, there's new colors. Um, uh, the M8 is now only the competition model. Now, of course, that was the same for last year, uh, for 22. The, the, it's the M8 skipped a model year for 21, and then it came back as 22, and it's only available as the competition. 
here you can see the uh, illuminated grill a little bit more. It's subtle. It's not like in your face, but it's still a bit tacky. Um, and then the other thing is it now has um, a 12.3 inch infotainment screen, which is up from 10.25 inches over last year. And like I said, there's just some new colors. And also the MA competition comes available with uh, carbon bucket seats. I believe the same ones that were that are available in the M3 and M4. So, yeah, I mean, that's, um, that's pretty much it. They didn't do a whole lot other than just some, you know, I guess, quality of life updates to it. But yeah, it's still, in my opinion, the best looking BMW, gorgeous car. And yeah, if I, you know, I like this car a lot, but if I bought one, I would actually get the base 840i with the B58 straight six. It's like, in my opinion, that's BMW's best engine. I'm, I've made it clear I'm not a fan of BMW V8s, but the straight six in this is more than enough power. And it's, it, in my opinion, it just kind of offers, it's obviously the best value, but it's just, that's just what I like. So yeah, and that will wrap it up for this episode of the Autos Never Rich podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you all in the next episode. Cheers.